Okay, I am ready. I wore right, my so I wore my best pajama bottoms for you guys. I uh, I'm smitten right now. I'm a little. I don't know. <laughs> Stand in line, brother. Make it. Make it is my podcast. Make it. Make it. Make it is my. Welcome, everybody, to Bacon is my podcast. Thank you for tuning back in. As always, we are here on Monday. I, myself, am Jimmy G. This is my friend, Mike Wayman. And we are here today with the uh, the star of uh, the television, movies. Uh, he's a writer. He's I, I, I've heard something about him being a rapper at one point in his <laughs> lifetime. I've heard something about it. Uh, stand-up comedian. Um Cook, cook, ah, like chef, like, dude. Uh, the actor, writer, and creator of the Emmy-winning series Studio City, which is on uh, Amazon Prime currently. Um, the author of uh, his brand new book, brand new yeah. book, uh, Way of the Cobra, which you can find online as well. Uh, Mr. Sean Kanan, thank you for joining us today. How you doing? Man? How are you? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, Excellent, excellent, man. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, where, where, where are you at today? What are you, what are you doing right now? Where, are you, where are you located? In lovely Palm Springs, California, at the moment. Mm. That's probably way better than the Northeast right now. Nice and warm. We are here yeah. in New York. No, right now. Chilly, chilly. <laughs> a little bit tempted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we had some not snow. much snow. Any, not much snow anymore. It's kind of melting right. away, but it's still, it still just sucks outside. You know, it just it just sucks. The wind goes right through you. Yeah. yeah. I love California. I miss it. I uh, haven't been there. It's, I was there a year ago and uh, and I would have been there more times. But, uh, but, you know, we're living through this amazing time that we're living in. We're all learning new things oh, about yeah. life and, and living indoors. Uh, how you how you been? How you been holding up? How you been doing? You know, I've been really fortunate. Um, I, I've been doing really well, um, you know, not not to jump in and start plugging my book, but you know, one of the things I talk about the book is is not just surviving, but thriving. And so, you know, I've been really fortunate that I've been able to stay really productive and busy. Um, no, you know, no one close to me has been seriously ill, uh, which is great. You know, when when things were really locked down, I'm with my wife, who I love. You know, I mean, I, I can't even like I always, I always have this sort of weird, um, not fantasy, but I, I wonder about like, you know, a couple that's just about to get divorced. You know they can't stand each other, and right. then they find out that they're locked in together. And I and, and it makes me think of like what a great concept for a movie. Like would they would they you know like War of the Roses? Would they kill each other or <laughs> they, wind up, they wind up working it out and and you know they're they're all in love again? But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm lucky. Uh, all things considered, that it hasn't been that bad. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you keep busy because you do uh, damn near everything. Uh, you write, mm -hmm. you act, mm -hmm. uh, you've got a, an Emmy award winning show that yeah. you wrote and you lead, uh, you lead in. and man, I mean, what don't you do? Yeah. Man? Have you, have like, you what? always kind of had a hand in everything? Um, was that something you knew you wanted to do early on or did that kind of progress over time? Um, you know, I, I've always loved writing. Um, I wrote. My first film I wrote, which was produced by Lionsgate, um, uh, in I think about 1992. So it's something that, you know, here's the thing. As an actor, unless you're Brad Pitt or you're Tom Cruise, you're pretty much another guy looking for work all the time, right? And the more things that you can do, the more tools you have, such as being a producer and a writer, the, the, the better the opportunities seem to be. I mean, you, you know, you can either create your own stuff and then, of course, you have to go out and get it financed. But... Um, I, I've always, I've always been really interested in the business side of entertainment, uh, and now I'm really fortunate that I'm able to, you know, uh, unify the writing, the producing, and the acting with Studio City. So, um, uh, you know, it's it's one of those deals. That I think, I mean, I love I love writing, but I think a lot of it came out of the frustration of just waiting around for somebody to hire me, and you know. Right. Uh, 
in, in, in the words of Don Corleone, I don't want to be a puppet on somebody's thing. <laughs> no, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, so um, I was listening to, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Eric Bischoff from the former president of WCW. He, he actually said something on, on a podcast uh, recently talking about how guys have a hard time succeeding because they want the lead acting role as opposed to having a consistent like supporting act role oh, yeah, um, I, 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 you know, I would i would all you know when i was younger i'm 54 now but when i was younger i mean i was always going up for the leading man stuff and now um you know it's not that i'm a character actor but you know i i get to play some roles that are you know not the lead but there's some you know really interesting stuff but the thing about that is you, you work more frequently you know what yeah. I mean? And so, right. um, yeah, I mean, I, listen, there's guys like, t t take, I don't know, this guy just popped in my head. Take like the late Brian Dennehy, okay? I mean, yeah. the guy never stopped acting, you know what I mean? I mean, just right. yeah. nonstop, great roles, nonstop. And, you know, a lot of times if you're a leading man, um, you know, you may only be doing two projects a year. Now, some of that may be by choice, okay? I mean, you mm -hmm. know, when you're getting paid $20 million a film, right. you know, I'd rather be- You can afford to do that. You can relax. South of, uh, you know, the Amalfi Coast too. But, um, yeah, no, what you're saying, there's a, there's, a, there's a definite reality to that. Yeah. So I've also heard, um, I can't remember, I, I was watching uh, like an Actors on Actors series. I've, I've watched a couple of those, and I, I can't remember who it was, and now I'm like kicking myself because I can't remember it. But they were talking about how they actually preferred to be the – second or third lead because they said the lead is sure they're kind of the 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 vehicle is behind them but it's the second and third that really pushes the story and really is kind of creating all the exposition around that lead um and so he's he he said that he often like loves going for those parts because he feels like it's a bigger uh chunk of story for the for the film have you does that ring true to you does that make sense to you i uh, yeah I, I guess that's true i mean if you're if you're the lead in the film and the, the film bombs it can tank your career for years right uh, um but there's also a lot to be said for being the star of a of a major oh, of film. course so uh you know i, I look i think uh, that there are uh pluses and minuses to both um, I think we can all agree, though, there's nothing more nauseating than hearing actors talk about acting. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the craft. Let me let me tell you about the craft. Yeah. yeah so. Well, that that brings me to another question because um, I was going to ask you uh, if you had any advice to give to young actors that does not include believing in yourself and does not include having the drive and does not include. Um, I get uh, it. Yeah. Don't right. No. Like. What's what's like a don't leave this in your bag, here's, and don't here, don't say no, this. Here's, here's really good advice. You know, when, when I was coming up, you know, we didn't have the internet. Of course, we didn't have cell mm -hmm. phones, ATMs, and lots of shit. But now everybody's got a smartphone, which means everybody has the ability, and the cameras are so good. Everyone has the ability to film themselves doing something, upload it to the internet, so that somebody can see it. You know what I mean? Like when I was coming right. up, you know, everyone would always say, "Well, do you have any tape?" Meaning, right. do you have anything we can see you on? And the the, the catch-22 of that was that you either had to go and pay a lot of money at a studio to go shoot it, or you had to get work, right? Um, right. Now, you know, you, you literally can go learn a monologue and, you know, film it and put it on a Vimeo link and send it to, I mean, you know, so you could, you, there's no excuse for saying, you know, I can't do something. You absolutely can go out and and kind of create your own uh, content, and and the the biggest evidence of that is that there are all these kids on YouTube who are getting you know, you know they're 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 getting theatrical acting careers, right? Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. the the, the money people are making on YouTube is just unbelievable. Like that, uh, my kids watch. Uh, uh, Ryan's world and bunch of like the, the hobby kids TV and stuff. Yeah. Those people are, that's they go on vacation. They just videotape themselves going on vacation or opening up toys. And, and that's how they make their money. Yeah. 
and it's it's just that accessible now how how have you kind of like we are in a world where so many people are trying to do um trying to make themselves so much more accessible by by putting things on youtube there's um there's actors doing their own independent films on youtube with no budget and just throwing stuff up to do for fun um how do you see that as um forwarding the industry and and do you find that as something that you're kind of wanting to embrace too, or is it still, or is it something that's more kind of like, ah, I well, rather, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm really fortunate that I was able to, you know, create a show that's on Amazon prime that we, right. You know, we, we, you know I'm not going out there with my, my iPhone doing it. Um, of course. So, so I, I, you know, for me, I, that's not, that's not the path that I'm going to be taking, but mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I think, that there's a lot to be said for it. You know, like I said, going out and creating your own content. Um, you know, I, I, I think that I always think that work begets work and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be getting paid for it. You know, you go you grab a bunch of your friends. One guy wants to be a, a, a director, you know, a cinematographer. One guy wants to be a director. You know, you got a, a you know, couple friends from your acting class or whatever. And you go out and you shoot something and somebody's eventually going to get a break and hopefully they're going to remember you and you're going to start right. you know working with people that are doing more and more things and before you know it you're you're like wow that you know i'm i'm getting paid to do what i love now yeah. right there's so many parallels in that with um cuz we're musicians Music. and so coming up and trying to do that it's such a similar thing like you like right. you were saying you know you have you make friends with all the people that are kind of doing what you're doing. And some people are better at this thing or better at that thing. And you start putting things out and supporting each other and you create like this groundswell and eventually somebody gets something. And, and that's that whole networking. Yeah, it's a, like, uh, it's a little like hobo stew, you know, like everybody, right. Yeah. Somebody's got some lights. Somebody's got, you know, knows how to do makeup, whatever. And, you know, you're making something. And, uh, you know, listen, I think bootstrapping, is a great way of getting stuff done. I mean, you know, it's really, really difficult to get stuff made in Hollywood. Um, it's difficult to get hired. Um, so I, I, that, that's one of the reasons why I got into producing and, you know, creating my own content and uh, taking some, I don't like to use the word control, but, but having more of a voice in my own creative destiny, I guess. Right, yeah. pushing a vision. Yeah. You know. Um, speaking of that, like for, uh, for your show, for studio city, like what, um, what brought you to the decision to kind of create a show in that kind of format? Like, um, you know, you've, you've been in soap operas and daytime TV for, for many years. You're, you're a pro absolute professional at that creating a show based around kind of the behind the scenes story <laughs> of that, but also like yeah. a, definitely a narrative going on. But how did that whole process come about? Like, and the the formatting of it too. Yeah, the formatting is very, too. Like, very. It's it's relatively unique in in a way of it's digestible like a like a web series. Would yeah. You know? Well, I think I think first of all, it's it's a digital series. Um, um, and I think that you know when I was a kid, if you wanted to watch your TV show, you had to like go on the couch at Thursday at eight p.m. Right? right now. People want to watch what they want to watch, when they want to watch it, on which device they want to watch it. And so digital programming is a perfect, um, it's a perfect answer to that. Uh, you know, the episodes are between 10 and 15 minutes. They're very digestible. You know, you can, you can binge watch a couple during your lunch hour. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, I, I think that also the decision to go into this format uh, was partially dictated by the amount of money that we had to produce it. Um, it was partially dictated uh, by the fact that um, we knew that there was a little bit of a, a vacuum in that market and that, you know, kind of calling on friends that, you know, I've worked with over the years that I could kind of, you know, get them to do it if it wasn't a massive time commitment. Because here's what happens. You know, you get asked when you when you've worked a certain amount, like me or the people that are on the show. People ask you to do stuff as favors all the time, and mm -hmm. you know, if if I can do it, I do it. But you know, nine out of ten times, it never sees the light of day. Ninety nine out of a hundred times, it never sees the light of day. Um, sometimes it doesn't turn out to be 
really good because they don't have the production infrastructure to make it good. And so I knew that, you know, my wife cast it, but I, I knew, you know, at least if we're asking these people to do it, it's not a huge time commitment. And then when it turned out so well, you know, and, and all of our actors kind of drank the Kool-Aid and they're like, we're in. Then, you know, we, 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 we knew that we were going to be able right. to do bigger and, and, and better things. So that kind of a long roundabout answer. I, I hope that answered it. No, definitely. Yeah. I, I was really impressed by honestly the pacing of it. Yeah. Um, I like what kind of challenges did you run into trying to pace it out so that it would because it really did like like you were saying it's 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 digestible it's bite sized but it's still it still hooks there's, you. There's a lot of stuff going the next on. Thing yeah. and there's a lot happening. There's a lot of story. Right. But it's it's done in a way that you're not. It's not too much to where you're kind of like which thing am I paying attention to? Yeah, um, we. It's it's it, there's a show within a show, and so yeah. when, for those people that haven't seen it, I play uh, a guy named Sam Stevens who plays Dr. Pierce Hartley on the number two soap opera in the world, Hearts on Fire. And uh, you know he kind of you, you think this guy's kind of got the world by the balls, but really you start seeing he's a very flawed guy, and he's dealing with a lot of issues, not the least of which is ageism. He's no longer the young buck on the show, and um, you know it's it's difficult for them. Um, and uh, um, I think what we wanted to do, and this I really attribute this to our showrunner director, Timothy Woodward Jr., was create a very different feel for when we're on the soap opera in the show as opposed to the real world around. So when we're in the oh, real yeah. world Absolutely. around, very fast moving, lots of walk and talks, staccato music. And mm -hmm. then when we do the soap opera, it looks like a soap opera. Um, you know, we, we you know, I would have to say that like a lot of the influences are like entourage and yes. uh, yeah. you know what I mean? So, and, and when you have a show that's only, you know, 12 to 15 minutes, um, the challenge is getting the audience to know the characters and then emotionally connect with them and giving yeah. all of your characters some screen time so that, you know, you're, you're developing a more well-rounded show. So right. that's really... A challenge and and I, I think we've been able to do it pretty well um uh you know and and we always toy with the idea wouldn't it be great to have a full 30 minutes but you know we, we kind of got this one down now so uh and it's fun too because it, it just it moves so fast i mean it, you know we you know we we blow through this i mean we, you know everyone is obviously doing their best work and we rehearse when we can but like we've got a lot of a lot of real estate to cover in each production day. And I think on some level that forces everybody to really focus and bring their A game. Yeah. yeah. It seems like you really have it dialed in. Like I was, I was really impressed by that when I was watching Thanks. the show. Um, Cause it did exactly that. Like everybody does have uh, you kind of get to know every character. Right. As it's, as it's going. And it's kind of like when it ends, you feel like you've, you're, you're kind of like, wait, it's over already? How is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, but, that's crazy. You know, always leave them wanting more, right? So that's, that's kind well, of exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. And uh, I was, I, I haven't watched any other shows that do that. Um, so this was like the first kind of like um, episodic show that I've seen that, that kind of paced it that way and did it that way. So I, I think that's really kind of a, um, interesting and new thing that i thought was really cool yeah i, I like uh, i like the format i think it's really unique i just kept it's, thinking it's like great. man was this hard to pace this was this hard Fair. to like you know like, <laughs> I, I can imagine man that had to be nuts um uh, do, you do, know do, a lot of it's in the editing and and you know a lot of it's in the sound design and music and you know the way that we do a lot of walk and talk so it's it's got a very kinetic feel to it mm -hmm, when we're not sure. doing the soap opera within the show you know we want you because soap operas you know, the reason people move in scenes in soap operas is because otherwise it looked like an oil painting. I mean, soap operas are primarily all exposition. There's there's right. very little action in a soap opera, right? So um, we wanted to kind of create um, uh, a dichotomy to that with the sort of, you know, kinetic staccato movement when we're not on the soap within the show. Yeah. Now, how much of the, uh, of the show is true to how a soap opera works you know what i mean like i was i was like 40 pages of dialogue in a like what? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> in a day like what no that's um, that's that's very real um you know when you do a soap opera you do uh, a show and a half a day because you got to bank shows 
for the wow, days. Okay. Yeah. So that's right. very, talking daily. Um, you know, um, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of reality to it. I mean, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it comes from an amalgamation of, um, events and experiences that I've had or other actors have had, um, you know, character profiles of people that I've worked with and, uh, yeah, so I think you know I think there's definitely a, a very healthy dose dose of realism to it. Yeah, I, and and the uh, just the issues that you touch on, like you know, you, you already said these the sexism, uh, you know, you got a transgender uh, thing going on with the with one of the episodes and, and stuff like that. We don't want to spoil. It's, yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> like, want to say too much. Definitely but, watch it because it's a really really good show and it's a really yeah, really like. I'm, it's an easy watch. Um, it's it's not like it doesn't like it's the opposite of dragging. Right. Like it, 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 it just literally has to move. It flies by and you're just like you watch four episodes before you even realize that you watch four episodes. I appreciate that. So, but yeah, but what, what made you put all that in, into a show with this format? I mean, obviously, it's going to be fast moving already. But then you add all these other social issues and, and, and things like that. Like, how how'd you well, how'd you I, how'd you do that? <laughs> because because I think otherwise it's just not that interesting. I mean, uh, sure, you know, go go watch Soap Dish, go watch that movie if if that's what you want to see, and they did mm-hmm. it very well. But you know, it's been done. You know what I mean? And so so the bar keeps getting lifted when you're going to do when you're going to tackle somewhat familiar subject matter. You, you got to kind of reimagine it, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, I think we live in a really we live, we live in a kind of crazy, strange time, um, and there are all sorts of social issues going on, and, you know, we wanted to deal with a lot of them, you know, and do it in a way that's not beating you over the head, because nobody wants to be preached to. At the end of the day, this is right. supposed to be entertaining, but, you know, we want to make you laugh. We want to make you maybe, you know, tear up every now and then, and, and, and definitely think, and yeah. I, I think that's, that's one of the, the strengths of the show. You know, the show actually made history because scott turner schofield who was nominated for an emmy was the first trans man to ever be nominated for an emmy which means we're the first show to ever have a trans man nominated for an emmy wow that's great uh, you know i've known scott for a long time he's a he's a really dear friend and i didn't want to just have him on kind of okay lgbtq box checked you know i wanted to show that he is a multi-dimensional character that he's an integral part of the show within a show but he just happens to be a transgender actor and um you know i just i think he just does a stellar job and and it i think the show takes you to places that you don't see it taking you um especially kind of from the first episode you know the first episode is it it sort of seems like the show is one thing and by the time you get to the third episode you're like wait wait what what yeah 100 man yeah absolutely yeah I, I had that same exact feeling when I was uh, just right. second episode. I was just like, huh? Wait, <laughs> I thought this was going one way and it's going another way. Um, you know, cause at first you think it's the story of this, of this guy that's kind of aging out and you know, that, that ageism thing that's, that's, that he's battling and, and, you know, um, and then like episode two, you get introduced to these, these other very interesting characters. And then episode three, there's this new person that comes in that you're like, wait, this is a wrinkle now and now we're taking a left <laughs> turn to like so here's a thing that he gets hit with yeah like and again i don't want to spoil anything yeah. people you know, watch it it's really one good of, one of the things that that you know my wife who's one of the writers and producers and and uh, our showrunner director uh timothy um we, we sort of sort of the mantra is that we always have to keep massive amounts of shit on my character in other words you know right. he always has to be you know, nothing can be easy for him because if, mm-hmm. if that's the case, it's boring. And, you know, nobody wants to see a guy playing a TV star whose life is perfect. I mean, it's like, you know, right. Like, fuck you, right? But we want right. to see the guy that you kind of want to initially say fuck you to and go, oh, my God, he's really human. He's really, like, yeah. not a bad guy. And he's just trying to figure it out like the rest of us. Right. Yeah. It's like it, you want to get you get to the point where you're like, oh, my God, how many other things? <laughs> right. Right. And it's 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 great that way. And also the way that the characters are just coming from someone who has, um, you know, I worked as a bartender and a waiter in New York City. I know a lot of 
uh, I worked and worked with and know a lot of actors, aspiring actors. Uh, it's just, that's the scene that, you know, I worked in Times Square and it's like, I know everybody in this show. Yeah, right. I, I, I know that person like, oh my God, that reminds me of this person. Oh my God, that reminds me of this person. Um, and it was, it was like, dude, it was really well done. Yeah. Honestly, it was like, really, 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 really well done. I didn't know what I was good, getting into when I went to watch it. Um, like, yeah, it's not, a, it's not, it's not a show for soap fans. I mean, it, it does no. soap, but it's, it's, it's absolutely not a show for soap fans. If you're yeah, a soap it's, fan, you're going to really like it, but you, you know, it's, it's kind of for everybody. Cause look, I mean, here's the thing. If, if you have characters that make an emotional connection with you, then you buy in, you know what I yep. mean? And yeah. I think that, that that's was everything really important was, was to get this guy, my character that ostensibly may not seem that likable in the beginning. And then you start to feel for the guy and then you're kind of hooked into his reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely it. So, so we we're, we're talking about you being an actor and you know, people are going to want to ask about a certain thing maybe, but we're not going to ask you about it until maybe hey. the end. If we hey. ask you at all. Cause like, yeah, I'm sure I, like Jesus Christ. I actually, I actually wanted to open the show <laughs> and say, we're going to ask but not till the end of the show. Like the la- you know like the very you guys, last thing. I've decided that you win. You're the show where I'm going to tell you the truth. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean like, like, if- like, literally, it's family members calling me. And it's like, <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Yeah. You know what? If you do tell us, we'll make sure that we, we, we edit it out so that right. right before you tell us, it doesn't show up. Yeah. Because you know what? Who cares? <laughs> Right. If just you, enjoy the ride. If you're gonna see it, you're gonna see it. If you're not gonna see it, you're not gonna see it. And and just enjoy, man. Just enjoy. So so this is what you've been doing acting. Talk to me about stand-up comedy. Yeah. What's what, going on what? there, man? When when did you start? How did you get into it? What's yeah. has hey, that been know, a forever thing? I, yeah, it's kind of been a forever thing, you know. Often okay. I've, I've done it throughout my career. I love it right before the pandemic hit, uh, which was June uh, January 22nd. I was headlining at the comedy store on Sunset. In the belly room, um, you know, and I had lots of other shows. I was gonna, uh, I was headlining at the uh, Atlantic City Comedy Club. I mean, I had all these shows booked, and then of course, you know, right, you know, it died. So, but yeah. it's something, man. I just love it. I, I love doing it. You know, you got that instant reciprocity with the audience. Um, you know, when you're doing most television and film, you're not in front of a live audience, and right. so you know, I, I think that's one of the reasons why I really love doing theater. Um, because, you know, I, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a performer. I like to entertain people and it's really nice to get that, you know, you know, to hear people laugh. I mean, so I love it. And, and it's, you know, and it's, I don't say it's, I guess, I guess it is scary. I'm I'm at the point where I don't, I don't really get scared anymore, but it's, it definitely is emotionally elevating before you go on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You gotta, you gotta like get your game face on and then realize that if you're not having fun, how, how can the audience have fun? So I go out and I have fun, man. Yeah, that's awesome. What was your initial pull towards stand up comedy? Were you always like a funny dude, like with your friends? Were you the guy making everybody laugh? Or did you go to a comedy club and went like, shit, I'm doing this or an open mic? Yeah, mic-er? before that, I remember when I was about 15, I, uh, I went to a comedy club and I just was like, wow, I was, I was mesmerized watching these guys just keep the audience transfixed with a microphone in their words. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I started, I started doing it and working on it and, you know, uh, um, you know, I love performing, uh, uh, in the clubs. Um, and like I said, it's, it's, uh, I I imagine when the pandemic's over, I'm going to start doing a lot more of it. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not a lot of my material, but I got a really nice chunk of material that's about, you know, the the karate kid universe and all of that stuff. Right. Right. People love that. And what's great about that one. Yeah. People, you know, you know, I, I always, I say, look, you know, for those of you that don't watch soap operas, you might recognize me from another role that I played. I'm the guy that got his ass kicked by Ralph Macchio in Karate Kid 3, and people are like, oh, yeah, that is him. But now, with Cobra Kai <laughs> and everything, it's like, you know, it, you know, it, it suddenly, that material, which is funny and whatever, is now super relevant. So it's Right, like, right. 
That's great. So who who is your favorite stand up comic? Like where do you where do you draw your inspiration from? Who makes you laugh? Like who makes like me laugh, laugh your ass oh. off? Ed, well, I mean, I, you know, Eddie Murphy Raw was oh, oh. dude, absolutely. Right? Um, um, actually, I, I really like John Leguizamo too. Have you seen any of his? Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Heck I like yeah. Really, there's a lot of pathos in it. You know what I mean? There's, there's, mm -hmm. it's funny as shit. But I mean, you know, you, you get that this guy's telling you like his his truth. I and I use I use something from his stand up all the time. The uh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I use really that all like time. Brian Kalen. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Brian Kalen, I really like. Uh, I've performed with Brian, and uh, you know, people recognize him from the you know, uh, the Hangover, and I think yeah. Wedding Crusher. Yeah, he's great. Um, um gosh, uh, I like Bill Burr. Oh, he's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you guys like? I'm I'm also a fan of Bill Burr. Yeah. Um, I like Tom Segura. I think he's yeah. uh, I think he's I I like him so much because um, he speaks and kind of looks and acts a lot like my brother. Yeah, who had the oh. same sense of humor. So growing up, I always had this like maniac next to me that was this right. crazy sense of humor. And uh, and I I heard Tom Segura on um, on Spotify. I didn't see him at all. And so I'm I'm driving and um, I'm in a band that tours and stuff and so it's like late night driving and he comes on and i just felt like my brother was talking to me and so i That's immediately you became a, a fan you have a um what's it called the um what's the, what's the radio the, the subscription radio i'm not no that like oh uh, xm like xm radio yeah the, the, yeah do you, you know the comedy channel yeah yeah, yeah. Love listening to that. I mean, it's just oh like, man, I love that too. It's great that they get into bits. I like Jesselnick. I like Anthony Jess Jesselnick just because he's Jesselnick's great, dude. Yeah. He that that dude. <laughs> just I that's that I like that kind of humor. Like yeah. I'm I'm yeah. nothing offends me ever yeah. at all, and I, I'm kind of like one of the hey man, yeah, it's like comedy. That. It's either all okay or none of it's okay. So you got to make a choice, and I, I'm with right. the all okay. You know, yeah. so for me, Jesselnick, you know, I. I Stephen Wright has to be a huge inspiration for him. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Kind of, he's kind of like Stephen Wright, but like you know, naughty, naughty and fun. Not, not they're both funny, but you know, right. it's, it's you can see you can see the imprint of Stephen Wright in what he does, and then he put a whole new spin on it. And I, I think yeah, really which is if you had to if you had to pick someone that you kind of. Um, not modeled after, but if, if someone was your Stephen Wright, is there somebody that like you kind of like really vibe with their delivery or their style? But I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I, like I said, I like, I like Brian Kalen and I, 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 you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, when I perform with people, um, you, you never steal material, but like actors steal from actors all the time. You, 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 watch and learn you know oh um, yeah you no know, uh brando stole musicians do too <laughs> and paul stole from brando and it's it's you know um and so I, I i like a lot of what he does um i actually you know probably people might laugh but i mean there's there's some stuff that dane cook does that i really like um i he got a bad rap man he I think rap. he's, he's <laughs> later on he you can like People want to say whatever they want to about him, but dude's funny, man. Yeah, you know, like funny's funny. funny. You can't take that away. You know what I really like, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm nothing like him, but is uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Matt Mascolo. He has one name, Sebastian. Sebastian, Sebastian Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Yeah, him. And now yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like doing like legit big movies too. I mean, oh, and, yeah. And, and you know, so many act, uh, so many comedians. As funny as they are, really find their stride doing drama. You know, look at I mean, I mean, yeah. think about think about Robin Williams and Matt Damon in that scene. Yeah. Oh man. Me? You know, yeah. when it's like it's okay, it's not your fault, it's not your fault. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. The heart is like, and and it's it's because a lot of comedians they've got so much hurt and pain and pathos, and when they can channel it, and when they're not. Because in acting, you're not performing for the audience. Even though what I told you, you know, I like having an audience there. But but mm -hmm. when you're doing a scene, it, it's about the other person. And when they stop trying to kind of project outward and focus that laser with the truth to one person, God, sometimes it's it's earth shattering. Yeah, yeah. You get, Robin Williams is Rob, Robin magic, Williams man. is one of my top three. 
It's it's Robin Williams, George Carlin, actually Lewis Black. Carlin, of course. Lewis I like Black, Black, I love too. I like Chappelle, Chappelle too. I like Chappelle. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Chappelle really makes me laugh. But did you ever see um, when he won the award at the Lincoln Center? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like. I I didn't really like. You really get a feeling for how important he is in comedy. Yes. And uh, and and that really hit me. I was like, this. You know, he's. He's of course he's hilarious, but um, I really like him because of a lot of what he's able to evoke socially. I guess make people yeah. think. Yeah, you know, well, you he's know, done you a really know. interesting pivot where he's out doing shows and he's doing comedy. But when you watch, like he's been doing a lot of stuff on YouTube and throwing out like here's a ten minute bit, here's you know, and you watch it and it's like it's not laugh, 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 laugh. It's right. like here's a laugh. Here's something for you to really roll around in your fucking head. Right. I like laugh. And and I like that a lot. Yeah. I I, anything that can make me think, you know? Um and and any comedian that can make you think and then also bring it around and go, hey, you know what? We're still funny though. And it's like, oh, oh, cool. All right, cool. I'm still good. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I I appreciate that a lot. I think that comes from, you know, you really need to kind of derive your material from the truth of your life. You know, the audience Mm -hmm. can, the audience will give you like a little bit of latitude with, um, you know, a little dramatic license about things, but if they sense that you're, you know, you're just completely bullshitting them about what you're saying, unless you're, you know, I I don't know, like somebody who's like, say an impressionist or somebody who, you know, that's, that's their shtick. But if they don't feel like you're trying to connect with them out of honesty and then bring in the funny, you know, you know, they, 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 they won't get on board. I don't think. Yeah. I agree with you hundred yeah. percent. Nobody can smell bullshit on you like a live audience. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and they'll let you know, For like, sure. did you, how did you find that? Because you said you, you enjoy doing theater so much. Do you find that kind of a connection still? I mean, it's a different thing because you're obviously not doing your own, you know, you're not, not out there telling your own jokes, or your own story, your own thing. You're playing a part still. But do you find that same kind of connection that you get? I, I do, because when you do a play, you know, it, every performance is significantly different, even though you're saying the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, I'll do a lot, you know, I'll, so much of it has to do with, you know, the audience. You know, the, you know, there's the energy of the audience, there's the energy of the other actors, and it's never identical. So, you know, one little tumbler changes, even though the lines are all the same. And then, you know, it's kind of like when a plane is flying half a degree off, but it's going mm-hmm. so fast that in 10 minutes, it's really on a different course. And that happens, I think, every night. And that's what makes live theater so exciting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I've never heard it put it like that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I never thought of that. That's, that's great. Very cool. Um, what have been some of your favorite uh, things that you've done theater-wise? Like, what were some that really kind of stood out to you that you really enjoyed? Uh, I really like uh, Sam Shepard. Uh, I've done True West a couple times, and I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I love that play. Um, uh, as soon as kind of things open up again, I I want to I want to do another play because I just really enjoy it because I like the rehearsal process. You know, it's a real luxury when you get a month of rehearsal to really, you know, kind of dig into the character and really play with stuff and try stuff and rehearsal and say, okay, this works, this doesn't work. Let's try something completely off the wall. And uh, by the time the curtain comes up, you know, there's no one yelling cut. I mean, it's like you're you're there potentially for two hours on stage and it's like sink or swim. Yeah, yeah, no, no safety net. Right, yeah, no safety net. That's great. That's that. That's got to be. That's got to be exciting. Oh, it's exciting, all right. <laughs> like a lot of. It's like like a lot of our like. It's a lot of parallels to our. Yeah, so we were saying being musicians. Was you know? just, I, yeah, I, I find a lot of parallels just from um, having friends that pursued acting and and being someone that pursued music in in a different way. There's just so many parallels with that and that, especially theater and like live shows. It's yeah. just. Yeah. That same thing. A, like, there's so many if factors. Doing, if you're doing a film, and look, you know, you, you know, the editor can take your performance, and you know, they can make a good performance great. They can make a, a fair performance good. You can't make a bad performance great, but mm-hmm. you know, you can you can you can reshoot. You you have multiple takes, 
But I mean, there's there's no multiple takes in theater. And I think that that knowledge, the knowledge that there's no safety net, um, it if 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 you're good, it, it brings out the best in you. Now that doesn't mean that you're gonna be good every single time in every performance, but at least you're like, you know, throwing it out on the table. You know what I mean? Right, and yeah. I, like you, like make a choice and commit because you have no no other option. It's yeah, the same as yeah. same as stand up. Would you uh would you rather bomb a scene or bomb a set? Oh, that's I think that's an easy one. Um, I, 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 I'd have to say I'd rather bomb a set because in, in, uh, uh, although it depends, I mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm shooting a half an hour special for Netflix or something like that, that ain't the kind right. Of yeah. Right. Right. Well, yeah. I guess that's I guess, not the bomb you want. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing some really small independent film that has no distribution and I bomb a scene, you know, it, it, I guess it depends on the circumstances. <laughs> That's fair. That's definitely fair. Uh, I, I just see both. I think I think emotionally bombing a set is is more. We can learn from both, but I, I think emotionally yeah. because it's your words and it's really one hundred percent you out there. I, I think I think psychologically and emotionally that's more difficult. Mm -hmm. Do you think <laughs> you learn more from it? As far oh, as I think everybody. Every, next time? I think every every comedian needs to bomb because Option, you, need to, yeah, yeah. you need to learn how to stay up there and keep swinging. Mm -hmm. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. And, yep, and I absolutely, that, uh, yeah, for sure. Pay the bills. Yes, we do. We do have to take a quick moment to We're pay uh, the bills, pay our bills, and talk about our sponsor. So uh, you'll be included in it, though. It's awesome. We have a sponsor oh, called yeah, Pod. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, this involves you. This involves you. Oh. you, you you're uh, you're an un, unwilling sponsor, Schiller, uh, oh. right now for us. All right. Uh, we are sponsored by a company called Poddex. Do I get any free product? I mean, Jesus. Uh, well, sure. We'll, we'll send we'll send you we'll send you some cards. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, pod decks, uh, what they are is they're a company that creates a, uh, kind of like a deck of cards that has questions, topics, um, you know, unique, uh, conversation starters that you can have. If you're a new podcaster and you're interviewing someone and you're having a hard time figuring out what to ask. Um, but they're also good kind of like, they're kind of good conversation starters at any time. Icebreakers. Like, yeah. Good icebreaker stuff. Kind of like a cards against humanity thing. They can be funny. They can be engaging. I've said before that like, once I am able to go back to like bartending and stuff, I'll definitely be bringing them to the bar and handing them out to people that I see are totally not, uh, doing well in their conversations at the tables. I'll be like, Hey, maybe you need to, <laughs> why do you ask some of these? So we've enjoyed them. They're sponsoring the show. And so we take a little bit of time out to uh, ask a question from the pod deck. So we're going to let you Good. choose. So not only do you get to choose the card, poison. but you cho choose the deck. So they have the uh, the episode deck. They have the interview deck. They have the interview deck part two. They have the what the heck deck. And then would you rather deck? So which one, which one would you like to pick from? Would you rather? Would you rather? All right. That's a good one. That's it. Uh, we're going to let Mike shuffle because though I uh, lived in Las Vegas and worked there for a year, I cannot shuffle cards. I am absolutely horrible. It's so at it. sad. You got to see him do it. It's, it's hilarious. It really is. Uh, whenever I shuffle, I'm glad that uh, that there's a mostly an audio portion of this show because <laughs> it's just awful. It's right. really funny. It's like he, he. It's like square hole round yeah. peg. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, you know. I can make drinks and count money. That's about okay. it. Listen, All right. So important uh, uh, skill sets. <laughs> exactly right. So uh, I'm going to fan them out and I'm going to run my finger across them. And, and then you just, you just let stop. me know when to stop. stop. I said okay. Stop. I I'm going to go one before it then. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So would you rather be able to record your thoughts or your dreams while you sleep. Um, what? What? <laughs> That's well, I mean, weird. Yeah. Would you be able? Would you? I'd no, rather, would you rather be okay. able to record would you your? Would rather thoughts be able to record your thoughts or your dreams or your while dreams? you sleep? Oh my yeah. god! To be able to go back to. 
I mean, my dreams. I mean, if, if I could record my thoughts, I'd be like put up on charges. It's like, you know, when something <laughs> pulls out her checkbook to write for, you know, standing in line and she's writing a check for a carton of milk and suddenly I've got an ax in my hand. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, don't want my, I don't want my thoughts anywhere. That's 100%. So not a fan of Big Lebowski, huh? <laughs> I love the Big Lebowski. Cool. You're out of your element, so, Donnie. Uh, thank you for answering that question. And if you go to poddex.com, you can get 10% off. 10% off. If you put the promo code BACON in. BACON makes everything better. BACON makes everything better. And you can have a poddex or you can get some sweet swag. That's right. All right. So pivoting, pivoting from poddex. And uh, I know I know we're we're taking up a lot of your time here. And I, and I am uh, super happy that you're doing that with us. We appreciate it. Uh, before we go, because uh, we're, we're inching over. Um, I do want you to talk a little bit about your book. So yeah. please talk to us about Way of the Cobra. What? So, um, yeah, tell us what's going okay. on. So the book is called Way of the Cobra. And uh, the genesis of the book was that a couple of years ago, you know, I was I was going through a period that I think a lot of people can relate to. You know, I had some I had had some notable successes. I had had some epic failures. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was kind of looking in the mirror going, what's next? What's 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 the next act here? And uh, I was, you know, 30 pounds overweight. I had no prospects for work. And I was like, I got to start doing some shit differently, um, you know, and, the, and I did. And, uh, you know, the first thing I decided was I'm not going to wait for my ship to come in. I'm going to build the damn ship. And so I started doing some things very differently. And the book uh, details a lot of the strategies and the philosophies that I've used to achieve, you know, some of my success. And in the course of one year, you know, I, uh, I created Studio City and got it on Amazon Prime. Uh, you know, uh, Success Factor X became an Amazon new release bestseller and I lost mm -hmm. 35 pounds. And I don't, I don't say that as a way of impressing anybody, but I say it as a way of impressing upon people what's possible. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. So the, the structure of the book is that it's a dojo. It's the dojo of life, of Cobra life. And I'm a sensei. And Cobra is an acronym formed by character, optimization, balance, respect, and abundance. And, you know, I, I completely 100% believe that the information in this book has the ability to transform people's lives. And, uh, uh, you know, I believe in it. It's been selling like crazy uh, during pre-sale and it's going to be uh, available in about five weeks. They're going to they're going to be going out and uh, people are going to be receiving them. And if, if you'd like to uh, pre-order the book, it's at wayofthecobra.com. And if you're ready to make 2021 the year you unleash your inner badass, then pick up a copy of the book. Awesome. And for any of you that uh, think he's just coming on here and he was in the Karate Kid 3, so he's just making up a clever dojo name. Dude's been a martial artist his entire yeah. life. So you started uh, you started martial arts at what, like 15? Yeah, like about early on, right? 14, so, 15? Yeah. And uh, how, how has that kind of shaped your ability to kind of like, I mean, because there's just that philosophy of a dojo and that, yeah. that focus and everything. Um how how did being a martial artist kind of shape you into having that kind of a focus? You know, I think it it helped me with discipline. It taught me humility. I think humility is something that's really important. It taught me, you know, integrity and respect. You know, a lot of people say to me, well, what do I have to do to be successful? Well, I'll, I'll give you a couple real simple things to do. You know, treat other people with respect and civility. Behave with integrity. You know, you can be an individual with a very modest amount of talent. But if you conduct yourself with integrity and treat people with respect, sooner or later, you will achieve some success. You may not set the world on fire, but you're going to do a hell of a lot better than somebody that doesn't have those qualities. You know, character is the first pillar in Way of the Cobra. And I say in the book again and again and again, Character is everything. Character will define your destiny. Character is when you do the right thing because it's the right thing and there's no benefit to you. It's how you treat other people, not because there's other people watching, but because it's the right thing to do. And, and you know, um, that to me is what really defines uh, who we are. And uh, it's something really important to me. And, you know, I'll just leave you with two other things, you know, in, in the book. 
and then I do have to go. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's two things you got to do if you're ready to make significant changes in your life. First thing you have to do is you have to accept the fact that the universe wants you to win. Okay. You know, so many people are into this tribalistic victimhood because, you know, being a victim allows you to be a part of a group and it gets you, you know, a certain amount of empathy and compassion. Now, listen, I'm not saying that there aren't people that are absolutely have been victimized by certain events. And I'm not diminishing that at all, but there's a large subsection of our population that is, you know, always looking to be a victim. And as I said, that the universe wants you to win, it's as evidenced by the fact that it's in our DNA. How does a baby know not to breathe when it goes underwater? How for 200,000 years were we not the apex predators and we were busy running around with sticks and loincloths, uh, trying not to get eaten by a saber toothed tiger they're in the, you know, they're a footnote in the uh, anthropology books, and we're the, we're now the dominant species in the planet. So you got to accept the fact that the universe wants you to win. That's the first thing. The second thing is you have to accept the fact that where you are in your life is who you are. It's the sum total of every decision you've made, the good ones and the questionable ones, and that is a way of taking responsibility for your life. Once you can do that, now you're ready to learn. Now you're ready to make change. If you can't do those two things, then you're going to be constantly repeating the same actions and getting the same results. hundred percent, man. Thank you so Absolutely. much. That's awesome. Um, yeah, guys, uh, we are out of time, so we don't even have time to ask him about the thing that you guys want us to ask him about. So I'm you know sorry. what? I just don't think we can get it. Doesn't it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter because dude, way of the Cobra is for you guys. Right. Listen so to it. I mean, truer words, man, like honestly, and uh, like, this has just been a blast hanging Thanks, out, yeah, we're gonna do this again. Hanging this out with Sean Kanan today. Yeah. So, uh, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he's doing there. It matters what he's doing right now. Right. So studio city right now is yes. on Amazon prime way right? the Cobra on sale right now. Five pre-order it now way the Cobra.com. Uh, That's Sean, all. one more time, tell them where they can, where they can find you on the socials, anything that you're right. doing, um, yeah. let them know where they can get you. Thank you. You can follow me on, uh, Instagram at Sean.Kanan and on Twitter at Sean Kanan. And, you know, I really, I really do try and interact as much as I can with the people that reach out to me. So, uh, if you do, please be patient and I'll, I'll, I'll try and get back to you as best I can. Awesome. Thank you so much, yeah. Sean. So much. I hope you have an awesome weekend. I hope you stay safe. Wishing you all the best with your show. And uh, thanks to everybody who tuned in. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. To you. you too, my friend. Maybe we can bring you back on if you end up uh, doing something later that we want to talk about. I love that. All right, you guys. Take care of yourselves. You too, man. Have a great Have a good night. one.